welcome to Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. Coming to you today on a it's a it's a solemn episode. It's a uh, we're we're coming to you with our our tails between our legs, uh, head bowed. Hat no, we're not. Hands. What are you talking about? No, I'm I'm not. No, you're <laughs> you you are. You're heartbroken because your least favorite team on earth, the Ohio State Buckeyes, won the Rose Bowl. Um, <laughs> so you you come hat in hand to, to apologize to Ryan Day, who I I would assume you are you are fully reformed on and you would want to give him 10 million dollars mm. uh which we're we're gonna yeah we're gonna talk about but i can only assume that that's how you feel we also have some yeah here, here's about. what i will say patrick let's just let's just let's just open up with it a whole lot of people you know what i think a lot of you have noticed just in your lives you people aren't you aren't confident in your convictions uh you know why would i believe just because a a, a game was watchable because ohio state beat utah 48 45 in a fun game uh, why does that make me want to keep Ryan Day? People actually have that opinion. I know you're joking, but people actually feel that way. This team lost to BYU and San Diego State in back-to-back games. I'm sorry. It's not a serious football team. It lost to Oregon State. Not a serious football team. Why wouldn't Ohio State win? Classic. We'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> we'll talk about that game in a little bit. Before we do that, though, we have two truly despicable playoff <laughs> games to talk about. Um, evil world, bro. Yeah, it's an evil world. Along with some, um, I, I guess some okay New Year's Six games. There, I, I had a, a decent amount of fun watching a couple of these. Um, I, I thought that the back half of bowl season in general was actually pretty good. Like I, I enjoyed a decent chunk of these games. Uh, but we're gonna talk about that a little bit, and then we're. I, I guess we're gonna start with playoff, which there's not a whole lot to say about either of these games. Alabama 27, Cincinnati 6, Georgia 34, Michigan 11. Uh, I mean, this was the same game. We, we watched the same game happen twice. I think Cincinnati put up a better fight than Michigan did against a, a Oh, definitely. A better, yeah, Cincinnati's game was a game into, like, the late third quarter. Yeah, against, a, I would say, a better opponent, too. Like, it was, it was what, like 17-6, and Cincinnati had the ball a couple times with the chance to make it a one-score game and just never did. Uh, we can We can start with this one. This was pretty much, we, we talked coming into this game that, you know, Cincinnati had a chance, Cincinnati could win the game, Cincinnati would win the game if it did this, with the caveat being if the real Alabama was the one that played 12 games this season and not one, um, and as it, it turns out, no, they, they really did actually just go and fix the offensive line in there. I don't know, <laughs> I, I don't even think that, like, I don't even think it was, Alabama's offense was not effective in this football game. Like, not I really, really do think that, um what this came down to was that Cincinnati could not move the ball. Cincinnati's defense that we expected, like when Alabama gets that many possessions, they're going to, they got 27 points, right? Yeah. Like they had 17 first half points. They got shut out in the third quarter. Uh, and they, or they had more than that, I guess. Uh, no, they had 27. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, after that first drive, Cincinnati really settled in on defense. And I think it's just like, at, at a certain point, if your defense is on the field that often, your offense is going three and out or like five and out as often as they were, you know, like they're going to give up some points, right? But yeah. this is a team that played extraordinarily well on defense. Um, Sauce Gardner is who we thought he was. Jamison Williams is who I thought he was. He could not get open on Sauce Gardner. He had one catch for like two yards yeah. on Sauce. Um, he still can't run routes. I saw something. Um, I saw something today, and I, I don't usually 
pay any mind to this sort of thing, but it just seemed especially egregious. Did you see the PFF cornerback rankings for this upcoming draft where they had Sauce Gardner oh, like? Am I gonna get pissed off? Dude, they had Sauce Gardner like fifth. They have they have like Derek Stingley one. Um, I don't even remember who all, who else was up there. The Washington guy, uh, the Auburn guy, and, Not then, good. and then somebody Not good. else, somebody else ahead of <laughs> Sauce Gardner. This is the best cornerback in America, right? I mean, I, I feel they, like I'm going. They had seven crazy banks here. ahead of him or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like I'm going. Seven crazy banks here. is a problem, bro. He's different. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, PFF sucks, right? Like they're a really yeah. silly little organization they're out of serious they're not football guys you know patrick that's sure. their problem sure but yeah i, I uh. thought i thought sauce, <laughs> i thought sauce gardner was excellent here i thought that the, the coverage in general was really good i mean bryce just, Young... just a quick aside sorry it started to get away from the game so fast so early in the podcast but did you see that uh, account going around this week that had the jerry rice tweet that was just like oh, yes did you see this yeah uh just the most obvious trap for like boomers to get mad about tweets <laughs> of all time and they every single one of them immediately fell for it in two yeah. seconds love that uh, <laughs> uh life's good sometimes yeah but anyway like, go ahead <laughs> I, I i don't think that the the alabama offense like you said was particularly effective i mean bryce young played like shit in this game i don't think bryce young looked especially good i think cincinnati did a really good job of not making him look good um, poor man's Tate Martell. <laughs> sure. He, uh, <laughs> he, he really was, he was struggling in the pocket. I think that Cincinnati did a good job of pressuring him, even though it was without a whole lot of sacks. Um, the coverage was excellent as we have alluded to the, the reason I say what I say about the offensive line is that Brian Robinson ran for 200 yards, which is bad. That's a bad thing to have happen. And I think Cincinnati really did sell out to stop the pass, which is understandable against Alabama because they haven't been able to run all year, but it did seem like the offensive line was able to get going in a, a pretty significant way against a, a really good front and a really good you know Cincinnati run defense that just was not ready for what it saw today or in this game. Um, yeah, I mean, it's true. Like that offense just not the stuff. And I know you hate to hear this and it's something that kind of like pisses you off generally. And I'm not even a fan of this argument either, but this is a game that was won in recruiting rankings, right? Like, like the size and the scale of Adam's offensive line, sure. even as flawed as it looked all season, um, those guys could get seven yards at will, right? Like on, uh, and then, I mean, like Cincinnati on their hand could not move anyone off the line of scrimmage against uh against on, on offense right like they just couldn't get any space to run uh jerome ford had a couple nice plays early but generally couldn't uh, i'm pulling up the box score right now um he really couldn't get much done from what i felt like watching the game yeah he ended up with what 15 carries for 77 yards which isn't bad but i mean it's not like they need jerome ford to have a lot more yardage than that if they're gonna win this game right he's like one of yeah. their only dudes on offense yeah um Ritter was bad. I mean, I can't get around that. Ritter was not good. He had a couple of nice throws, including like a two drop touchdowns that would have made this game a lot different. But at the same time, on a play-to-play basis, he was just simply not effective. Um, he couldn't push the ball downfield. He couldn't hit open receivers when they were available. And eventually the dam broke and, and Bama won. It is what it is. Like Bama just is a team that if you don't take advantage of their mistakes early, they're going to wear you down. Yeah. Um, and they're going to out-talent you in a game like this. And, I mean, they're kind of like – they play trestle ball in that way, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Alabama knows that if it gets to 30 points, it's going to win most games against teams that aren't like, you know, Clemson, Ohio State, or maybe Georgia or Oklahoma. Uh, it's just the way it works. Like, yeah. I mean, they can just lean on you. Uh, and they did. And it sucks. Like, I hate watching it. But I don't know what the answer is. I mean, join a power conference. They're already doing that. I mean, hopefully get some better linemen and go back to the drawing board. Yeah, and I, I do think that it's sort of – there's a funny thing that happens with these teams. And I I think this is something that a lot of 
and really any G5 team that, that makes it into this conversation might have to, to fight against is the fact that Cincinnati was, was I think, talented enough like obviously was talented enough to be here. I think that it deserved to be in this spot. And we, Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Like it was, it was the fourth best team in the country, if not probably third. Um, oh, definitely the third best. Yeah. I think this team is, would have beat Michigan by like two touchdowns. I, I agree. But I, I think that something that happens when you, when you do that is Cincinnati didn't really have to be terribly creative on offense for this just season in general. Um, and I, I think that when it came down to it, and they needed in a game where they had a talent disadvantage up front to be creative on offense. They just they couldn't do it. It's not in the playbook. <laughs> they didn't do it all mm-hmm. year. And so, like you see this at 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 major programs. You see Ohio State has done this for years in the playoff, where it comes up against a team that it can't just bully, and suddenly they don't have any plays. <laughs> they don't have anything that works because you can't win one on one. You have to be creative. And so, I don't know if creative... right like that that Clemson game. Uh, what last year, twenty twenty? Yeah, twenty twenty season yeah. was the first time we saw. Ohio State have a creative offense to play off uh, since they won the championship. Yes, and and so often that's <laughs> that is what it comes. That's that I think that's the issue in a lot of these semifinal games is that it is just talent on talent, and it's not often you get that in college football. You don't usually just get flat out talent straight up on talent. You know, and when that happens, the more talented team is usually going to win. The almost almost always going to win you have to be able to scheme away from that and a lot of these playoff contenders these teams that are really actually competing for the playoff can be in the playoff have no reason to, to scheme anything up all season they have no practice in doing that because they don't have to you i mean if you're a play if you're alabama if you're georgia michigan cincinnati you don't really have to get all that creative to win games in the span of a season uh and, and when it came to actually playing another team that can do that Cincinnati just didn't have the guys in the trenches, and it certainly didn't have the offensive creativity to make up for that. I, I, I think that the the loss of Mike Denbrock to LSU is going to benefit Cincinnati greatly in, in the long run because he's a shitty offensive coordinator, but especially in this game, man, he just <laughs> didn't have anything. He had nothing here. The, the, his, his play calls, they would not work against a team that, that can do this in the trenches. His flow, whack. Yeah. Foot stance, whack, et cetera. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Denbrock was a bomb, like, clearly. Yeah. Um, I hope they go. I mean, I don't know who they go get. I, I'd like to see. I'm I'm very curious to see Fickle's answer, right? Because yeah. like obviously, I have kind of a uh, you know we as a podcast have branded ourselves as Luke Fickle guys, right? We're we're big Fickle heads. Yeah. Um, he has to he has to answer the bell on this one, right? He has to get a better OC than what he had this past season. Like there has to be a better option than this. There has to be someone more creative. There has to be someone who's capable of scoring points. Maybe someone who um, looks like Jamie Chadwell did, right? Or, or something like that uh, in terms of offense. I, I need to see something more from them. Um, and probably a more complex passing game too. Like this passing game is a little too simplified, I think, for yeah. uh, what they're going to see. Like generally you can erase the talent advantage better um, by throwing the football and running it. And I think they have people to embrace that. Yeah. And, it's not the way Fickle's philosophy works, but they have to be willing to change. Yeah. And like I think that... Evan Prater, presumably the quarterback of the future, is good. <laughs> I think he, I think he can be really good, uh, with the right offensive coordinator, with the right quarterback coach. Um, I mean, this is a former four-star guy. I think he's a really good athlete. I think that he's someone who can can do similar things to what to what Ritter was doing. It is just like they've got to they've got to modernize the offense a little bit because it, it was not. Do you think they? Did they take a look at Connor Basilak though in the transfer portal? Since he left Mizzou, he's an Ohio kid. Yeah, I suppose you could. I'm. 
I'm not sure I would. I think Prater's at least as good as Basilek is, if not potentially better, and you get him for longer. Um, I'm not a huge Basilek guy. I think that he's sort of a Mickey Mouse quarterback with the offense that he's oh, wow. coming from. Um, just, I, I mean, I guess you could just go get that offense. It's not that hard. <laughs> Everybody's running it now, but um, yeah. quarterbacks from that offensive system in general, I don't, I don't have a whole lot of affection for. Fair enough. Um, do you have anything else on this game before we jump to the other one? Um, no, but I do think I, I just want to point out that anyone who did the whole, okay, well, this game's over, we're off the buses after the first drive is a fucking loser. And you I just and didn't I like the, j- openly admitting that you didn't watch Cincinnati this season. Like a lot of people who, yeah. who, you know, pine. Well, for... not even that, like that, that's all true too. Like I, everything you're saying, I, I know you posted about it, but like the first drive, actually, I don't think it's true, but even just as a principle, like thinking that a team is done after the first drive in a playoff game. It's just like, you, it's not even saying you don't watch status. You don't watch football. You're just yeah. a fucking moron. Yeah. I think is what the answer is. Because like, how many, I mean, it's a fucking scripted first drive, dude. Have you ever watched a football game? Yeah. Have you ever seen a team do that? Is it your first time at the fucking park? Like, what are we doing here? Grow up. Yeah. It, it, oh, oh my God. They didn't know what to do on the scripted drive. No one does. That's, <laughs> that's the point. That's why you script. <laughs> Yeah, like you, you couldn't possibly answer the bell after being down one possession with, you know, uh, what is it, <laughs> 55 minutes to go in the football game. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. Like, what's <laughs> how are they going to answer that game state? Oh, God. Yeah. Dude, fuck there, off. And there were, there Shut were, the it, fuck up. In a similar vein, and it was a lot of these same people who I think are, are being willfully ignorant about this. Um, a lot of these same people who, for the entire season, pretended to, and some of them, like big names, people who, you know, people go to for media about this sort of thing just gleefully cheering on alabama in this game um yeah just little pay pigs dude little pay pigs proudly proclaim oh it's the it's the big sec like as if they're you know uh, you know as if they're not happy about it like bro we know you're happy about this and and everybody knows who we're talking about when we say this the, sure and the, here's the thing there's a lot of, well i think there's a lot of people we're talking about i don't think it fits into one specific <laughs> yes. box there's a lot there, of people there this, are, if, there are a if lot fucking of... this is a. This is Cinderella. If the shoe fits, you know, feel free to uh, feel offended. But, there, there, um, there are a lot of... We're the, we're the edgy podcast, dude. We're, we're fucking... This is the Joe Rogan football hour. It's time to get serious. There are, no, but... There are, there are a lot of new media college football types who position themselves as being lovers of the sport and of being in favor of, you know, fun things and in favor of new and different ideas and of, you know, that they, they like all the teams and all that stuff. And then you can see what they really are when games like this happen because they lose their fucking minds for the SEC every single time. They keep doing it. And it's it's they just, just clap like little seals, dude. They yeah, clap oh and they God, are look, for like look, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. And it, shut it's, up. <laughs> it's 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 both very annoying and it's it's also just it's disappointing and, and frustrating that this is the that's the that's the that's the uh that's the response media that's the non-legacy media that's the <laughs> that's the that's the different ideas media is that you get yeah, this I, shit where it's just like damn will anderson is different and it's like what the fuck are you talking why are you posting like this why do you post like espn well and that's the thing so like some of it is fun like i do enjoy watching the best players in the sport to some extent like watching uh, well, Anderson or Nicobe Dean is like, it's cool. It's cool to see, right? But watching fucking Sauce Gardner is cool too. Sauce Gardner is the best defensive player we saw in the entire playoff. Yeah. Uh, that Will Anderson performance was incredible. That Nicobe Dean performance was incredible. Uh, Sauce Gardner locked down the guy that all of these freaks were claiming should have won the Blitnikoff and let him have one catch on him the entire game. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what happened. Like Sauce Gardner, <laughs> he went who... against the best talent in the country and clamped up all of them. He has not allowed a touchdown in three years of playing football. <laughs> yeah, and and like it... <laughs> and people are like, oh, cool, like the fast linebacker is fast again. Like he's another sack against this like JV offensive line. Shut the fuck up! It's so annoying. Like I, I don't know, man. I just don't think these people. I think, uh, okay, here, here's what I'll say. You know how we talk about uh, the Nick Saban era? Like, and w- whenever Saban retires, right, there's a whole second tier of coaches that are going to, like, actually have to, like, start doing things and not just be um, not just be allowed to kind of, like, coast on mediocrity by saying, well, Saban's going to win anyway, so sure. I can't win. Sure. Um, the same thing is true for a lot of media whenever Saban retires. Like, once you actually have to think beyond, oh, like, well, Nick Saban won the national championship and then uh, one of Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, or Oklahoma – uh, we'll finish second. Uh, once you actually have to get beyond that thinking and start thinking about how football works and like compare programs and and use your brain a little bit more, I think it's going to be fun to see that kind of happen and and see how the media as a whole responds because uh, a lot of people can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of guys can't hack it. Yeah, and it, it's also <laughs> like you'll, they'll have to watch another team <laughs> than, than Alabama, which none of them do. That's the big scene. Nobody, sure. nobody watches anything, right? <laughs> like nobody watches football. They just turn on the – fucking highlights and like oh yeah will anderson he's he's my heisman pick or you know oh yeah bryce young he's my heisman it's, it's just and this is a it's a they it's don't a, they're not they're not locked in their living rooms on a beautiful saturday afternoon no. watching 12 hours of college football no. they're not drinking 24 bud lights and ordering two different doordash orders for a total of like 90 dollars spent to stay inside your house that no. people they're not they're not real ones they don't get it no they don't get the average american they aren't they aren't getting getting weird looks from other people at the airport when at 10 and at 10 at night you're going through watching cincinnati SM you for the third time and <laughs> pulling clips from it they're not doing that <laughs> they're not uh dming their friends asking if they have a login to the all 22 for this game to see if they can get a better view on this one touchdown and who was actually responsible for the coverage breakdown yeah they're not doing that dude yeah <laughs> anyway that's that it just it, it drives me crazy every time it happens i i cannot be on on like twitter for anything other than posting when i'm trying to pay attention to a game that everyone else is watching <laughs> because i know i know we dm about this but the other kind of media person i want to complain about not even complain i just actually i appreciate them because yeah. it's like a legacy thing you don't see as much anymore is the person who like you know in 2021 uh it's 2022 now shit mm-hmm. person who in 2022 uh is now is still like tweeting out the result of every play in the game <laughs> I do like them. They're good. So it's, it's, it's good to know what's happening in the big game. <laughs> Just tweeting out, like, on a game that's 18 million people are watching, like, oh, Ritter's sacked on third down. <laughs> it's so good. Getting, it's so funny. Getting paid thousands of dollars a year, expensing a, a $1,000 flight so that you can tweet out, wow, big run there on second down. So. <laughs> running back and and then interview interviews after the game you might ask one question in a giant media scrum and it's like coach Uh, how do you feel about the big game yeah coach could you uh could you talk about your offense (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah we do love that it's so funny dude that it's it honestly fucking rocks i don't know that is someone i actually love to have around (laughs) it's like it's like (laughs) It's like watching a dog dress up in a in a flannel that's one yeah, size too small oh, for wow. it. I think they're people. Uh, wow. <laughs> Get a load of that. Just just no inner life at all. That's awesome. Yeah. We do. <laughs> you have to love that. Uh, I'm just I'm going to the big press conference. I'm asking about the coach about his offense. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to pick up my Donato's pizza. 
and uh, then I'm going to watch the big Marvel movie with my wife. <laughs> with my wife, who I hate. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to post about uh, picking up a freaking awesome beer from yeah. down the street. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this shit rocks, dude. I, awesome. This is dude, We I... could have had it all, Patrick. This could have been us. We yeah, could have. <laughs> we're joking about this guy. I'd like to be this guy. This sounds great. <laughs> you, don't have to, you don't have to think or do anything. <laughs> that sounds awesome uh i mean this is like i know we sound like a like turn of the century era like a sardonic comedy movie right now this is like our podcast is turning to american beauty so we have to we have to change this yeah. uh, this theme before we get a little too freaking epic all right um jeez georgia, oh, georgia also yeah, played georgia right? 34 <laughs> michigan 11 i mean it's like, i didn't watch this game yeah I, I watched the uh i watched like the first half and then i uh i folks i tuned out i'll tell you i went down to the We're pretty to, funny pretty funny for us to also just do an entire 20 minute riff about not watching the games and then sure. admit that uh, yeah. collectively we watched <laughs> of course Dude, this game this game was not worth watching it it was after the second quarter you knew what was you knew what was going on that was it like i watched, right. i watched the first half and i knew what was going on and then that was the end of the game like i i didn't i didn't need to see anymore and sure enough there wasn't anything more going on here um this was the same yeah 27 3 at halftime yeah this i mean this was the same exact game except georgia is um at least in games against everybody that isn't Alabama, better than Alabama, and Michigan is worse than Cincinnati. Like that's that's what it, Michigan's mm-hmm. Michigan's defense. Yeah, is. and I mean, nothing Michigan wanted to do, like they could, were capable of executing, right? Like they they couldn't do the things they, they like to run on the inside to set play action pass. Yeah, and they couldn't run on the inside. They couldn't block long enough for a play action pass. The receivers couldn't get open. So what was going to happen? Yeah, nothing. Like there's just no there's just nothing to be seen. Uh, and it's not like Georgia's offense was impressive. Like, yeah, Stetson Bennett had his best game of all time. Like, okay, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, once Aiden Hutchinson couldn't get home on the pass rush, that game was over. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it is just like Michigan just didn't have the guys up front. Michigan also, it, as well as not having the guys up front, doesn't have any skill position talent at all outside of like Blake mm. Corum. And uh, I kind of like Andrew Anthony, but he's a freshman and, you know, they had another freshman receiver that's good too, right? Were there two freshmen who played for them? Or is uh, Andrew Anthony who I'm thinking of? Donovan Edwards is not a he's not a receiver, but I do like. No, him. he he, but he is probably like one of their three best pass catchers in that yes. football team. Yes. Um, yeah. Is is Hassan Haskins gone this year? I, uh, he's I gone, right? So. He's he's old. He's yeah, senior, senior. He's this is his. So it'll year. be Corum and Edwards next year, which then just think, Edwards the year following which for I his think final is, season. I think Corum and Edwards is probably better than Haskins. it's different yeah i mean like i like it's Edwards. hard to find a comparison for that I, I, like because neither of those guys is a power runner they're both effective runners for sure i'm not like saying they're yeah um you know but but they're neither one's gonna like michigan has a power identity to run game right they like yeah. to run it up the a gap and have the running back hit you backwards for two more yards yeah like quorum and edwards aren't really that guy yeah, I, I think Corum probably Edwards could be maybe. I, I, I think Corum compliments him well, and I think Edwards could be that guy if they want to develop him into that. Um, I mean, he's six foot. He's six foot, two hundred and two pounds. So it's not like he doesn't have the frame for it. Um, but anyway, yeah, mm-hmm. Michigan couldn't block anything that Georgia was doing up front, and Michigan couldn't make tackles in the box. And I think that's pretty much what it came down to. Like Georgia really yep. doesn't even run the ball that well. They just <laughs> they, no. they didn't. They don't do anything well at all. Yeah. I, I do like I liked how they used James Cook in this game, which is as a receiver, which is where he should be in the first place, because um, he's he's not a particularly impressive running back, but I do think he's really good as a receiver out of the backfield, and that that bore out here. Yeah, um, I tend to agree. I, I like Zamir White better as a football player, though, which I, I 
I know it sounds strange based on like the numbers this season, but yeah. um, I think if Georgia's had any kind of passing game that could open up any space in the box, the Zamir White would much, look much better. Yeah, uh, and I think he's a guy who might have a very pedestrian stat line in college, and then go and have a pretty good pro career Dude, because this... once he gets into pro schemes that open up room for him, it'll be good. This running back room is so like we've talked about this before. It's so weird because you have three guys who in 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 White, uh, Cook, and then Kendall Milton. You have three guys who are super highly touted coming out of high school even you know kenny mcintosh yeah. and there's someone else yeah kenny mcintosh yeah. is there there's, there's someone else who's highly ranked too there's another guy there's they have like six is, is four it or five is it deja and edwards um up all over. let me get the roster up right now but it, it regardless it's you have all these guys who are former you know highly touted recruits you have all these guys up front who are highly touted recruits and they can't run the ball at all like georgia they don't really they haven't really needed to this rushing attack sucks it's just not it's not impressive even a little bit and it's not and just it's like also a, all they do yeah it's not it's not just like a it's not a yardage thing so much as it is like just watching it it's it's clunky it's it doesn't look like it flows well it doesn't look like there's really much connectivity up front and it didn't matter a whole lot here because Michigan just didn't have any answers for it in the box but I I don't really know why this Georgia rushing attack is what it is it just it doesn't feel well designed to me yeah um I'm with you I mean it's I don't know um it's not fun to watch Georgia play offense. What else can you say? (laughs) (laughs) I don't like doing it. Um, It is Dejan Edwards, by the way, it's your answer. So Dejan Edwards, four star, Kenny McIntosh, four star, uh, James Cook, Samir White, Kendall Milton, five stars. Yeah. So good for them uh, to be able to not run the football. But yeah, I mean, like it's, I don't like watching Georgia play football. Um, I think they're (laughs) very frustrating to see. Uh, I mean, Todd Munkin as an OC is pathetic. Go get a good OC, dude. Go get someone who like actually knows what they're doing. You have all like, what is the point of getting all this talent if you're not going to do anything with it? Yeah, I don't understand what Kirby. I don't know. Kirby Smart doesn't make any sense to me as a guy. Yeah, uh, just an unbelievable recruiter. Like, seems like of all of the Nick Saban pupils, he's by far the best one, or at least the one who took everything to heart the most. In the sense that he makes everyone in his staff be recruited at a very high level. The whole thing's built around recruiting. They all do their homework. Uh, you know they. Uh, seem to constantly improve the defense every year. Like defense adapts to situations. They're they're aggressively trying to upgrade everything except their entire offensive scheme and play calling. They do it for everything except the most important thing they have to fix. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand it. Our coach is just fucking stupid. Like I, I really just look around at the country and it seems like <laughs> it seems like so many programs just have such obvious answers that they're, they're like five years into not fixing. Yeah. What are they doing? It's it is very strange. Like I I get that we have to you know stylistically Georgia wants to play defense first or whatever, but it is like I don't know. It feels like it's not that hard to just go get a good offensive coordinator. There are a lot of them. Like you can run the ball, dude. You can still have a <laughs> like you you can play defense first but, and still have a good running why, game. It's why not, not hard. Why not go grab somebody off like the Lance Leopold tree? It doesn't seem like it'd be that hard. I'm pretty sure you could get his offensive coordinator. <laughs> Fuck, dude. It doesn't make any sense. Like. Just and if you're just gonna only run, you don't care about having a quarterback ever. Just run the triple. Just run the triple. Sure. Yeah. I mean, why? Like that's that. A lot of these teams that just want to play defense should just run the fucking triple. You don't need to pass. You're fine to just. Yeah. You run. don't want. You don't want to think about offense. Just put three plays in and teach your offense how to run them. That's all you gotta do. Yeah. Uh, uh, like. <laughs> God. It's it's really and these teams used to just run the they used to just run the option like that was what a lot of the power programs with really good defenses did was they would just run the option. Maybe we should just do that again. Just. Just run the option. You can do that. It's fine. You'll be fine. You'll, you'll probably win all your games. 
it's um it's it's not fun to watch Georgia play. It's not really fun to watch the playoff. I don't I don't think the semifinals. If not, there's what like three good ones ever, and these continue to not be good. I don't know if there's an easy fix. I don't know if expanding it is quite the fix that people expect it to be. Um, in that I just I don't know that it is. I I kind of like the plus one thing that I've seen people toss around, where we do a bowl season and then there would be another game at the end on top of that picked from the bowl season. Uh, I don't know, man. I uh, I think I think you've gone too far the other way here. I I want the expanded playoffs. Um, I just I think it's just a lot of these things. Be, I think it's always uh, going to be this. Just, if we just get rid of Nick Saban, it'll all be fine. Yeah. That's all we have to do. Seriously, like none of this surprise. Like, yeah, you still have a relatively high level concentration of power at the top. If if Nick Saban if Nick Saban isn't here, like it's still going to be like okay, no shit. It's going to be two SEC teams. It's going to be you know Ohio State. It's going to be like Clemson, Oklahoma, USC. That that's all fine. It happens. Whatever. At least it would be something different. I don't know. I think you might you won't have one team winning seven of the last fourteen national championships. Like. Just if we just get rid of that part of the sport, it'd be awesome. It'd be so nice, dude. Yeah, I, I like. I think that the, <laughs> I think that the issue with the expanded playoff and, and with with Saban dropping out is that I think you just have two teams winning it. In you know, it, it would be Georgia and, and moving forward probably Texas A and M, um, because it's always just going to be the teams that land the best recruiting classes, and those are always going to be I think SEC the whole, teams. The, the idea though is like. So much of the SEC mystique, well, one, of course, they just had the most talented players close to them, but so much of the SEC mystique and the reason these schools land the most talented players is because of like Alabama, like, and like, ironically enough, by losing to Alabama, A&M and Georgia and LSU and all these teams get better recruits because of that. Like the fact that Alabama's in their conference makes them more attractive to recruits, because if you aren't at Alabama, you want to beat Alabama or you want to play against them. So you have a chance to get good tape on, on film. You know what I mean? Put, put, uh, put good plays on film for the NFL. So I don't know. I think if you get rid of Saban and put some and schmuck at... How, do, how do we do that? How do we get rid of Nick Saban? <laughs> I have some ideas, Patrick. <laughs> um, but <laughs> they involve a, a wood chipper. We never said that Ryan was, on Argent, was in Argentina not for business. He's there for business. It's just not business that you all can know about. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, well, I, I'm not going to speak on record on anything like that. Uh, <laughs> my quote unquote handlers wouldn't be too happy if I spoke about what I'm doing here, uh-huh. but, um, no, I don't know, dude. Uh, fucking it, it sucks. Like, I, I mean, like Brian Kelly at LSU, Jimbo Fisher at A&M and, uh, Kirby Smart at Georgia and plus uh, Billy Napier at Florida, yeah. they would all balance out. That'd be fine. Like that would be a relative, like, you know, you might have four different champions in four different years in, in the SEC if that were the case. Yeah. Right. I mean, you have. Uh, Auburn's going to be a non-factor, uh, which is nice. Um, you know, Ole Miss is just going to hang out and like win nine games, but never win the conference. That's cool. Uh, we need teams like that. The ACC is wide open. Dabo's dead. Um, Ryan Day's a moron. Jimbo, F- or sorry, not Jimbo Fisher. Uh, Jim Harbaugh seems to be going to the NFL according no, to Bruce Feldman. No. Did you read that report? Yes. It's not happening. No. I, I never believe those, but when it comes from Bruce Feldman, I put a little more stock into it. No. No. Not going to happen. Don't, I okay. Don't, I don't. Whatever. Yeah. You have you have Lincoln Riley out at USC now. Like things are gonna get a little better, I think, if they just if we just give it a little time. And Nick Saban is dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, once that happens, <laughs> I think it'll all get better. We go to the expanded playoff. You know, you get twelve teams in there or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get 
24 teams playing something like that we'll, we'll come to a reasonable number yeah uh, we're gonna we're and... gonna we're gonna flip joe mansion we're going to expand the Supreme Court. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all i'm hearing when you're saying this we're gonna build back better folks i want to build college football back better patrick and they just need to let me do it yeah yeah your your article for i'm, I'm really thrilled for your about your uh your debut for slate where you explain how you're gonna fix college football <laughs> with a moderate change <laughs> and by killing nick saban i don't think i don't think assassinating nick saban is moderate change i think that's i think that's what we call the nuclear off i'm trying to remove the filibuster uh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are compromising the filibuster to a permanent end. <laughs> Nick Saban is the filibuster of college football. He's uh-huh. just up there fucking talking, winning championships, talking about his program uh, all the fucking time. Yeah. I'm done with it. It needs to end. All right. Uh, elsewhere in college football, now that we have moved on from the death march that is the playoff, uh, <laughs> Peach Bowl, Michigan State 31, Pitt 21. Um, oh boy boy Pitt. <laughs> 21 unanswered points though, in, the <laughs> in the fourth quarter alone in the last eight that, minutes Pitt. bro <laughs> you can't do that did you see peyton thorne's stat line it's so funny uh, uh 50 passing attempts for 354 yards yeah uh this he rocks dude. i'm gonna tell michigan state straight down the tubes sell all stock in michigan state these guys are not going to a bowl game next year awful awful program <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I still also, am I silly for believing in Pitt uh, next season? I mean, they just let their only good coach go to Texas. So I don't know if you, I don't know if I'd feel great about it. He's not their only good coach. Randy Bates, the damn good DC. Uh, well, Charlie Partridge is a really good defensive line coach. Well, that I, defensive line group is nasty. And famously, Pitt has been able to win a lot of games by only having a good defense under Pat Narduzzi. Yeah, fair. Okay, fair enough. I, I understand what you're saying here, but. You have Keaton Slovis and Jordan Addison, and I assume Julian Fleming will transfer this offseason to Pitt or something. <laughs> Keaton Slovis um, sucks. We need to get this into your head. He sucks. Keaton Slovis, I don't care if he good. sucks. You know what You know what else sucks, Patrick? <laughs> Every defense in the ACC, what's the good defense going to be? Clemson. Okay, with, with who is DC? <laughs> who's, the, who's the coach me. left on that staff? It doesn't matter. It, you're you're going to coach it? I'm going to do it. <laughs> Because they just lost their D line coach, so have fun watching that entire room transfer. Yeah, I, just, uh, <laughs> I think I think NC State's probably going to have a pretty good defense. Um, I would assume that. Okay, and you think NC State's going to win a big game? That's your that's your thing. Is it a big game to play Pitt in this economy? In this economy, it might be. <laughs> I think. What Mario Cristobal is going to win a big game? Like, I, there's just no one here who can win anything except Pitt just did it. Apparently, I, no I one mean, here can win. Did they? Did they just do it? Because I'm looking, I'm, Mike... <laughs> I'm staring down the barrel of 31-21, it looks like right here, and it says that Michigan State has 31, which is interesting. It seems like Pitt did so, not so what? win the Who's the game. new ACC? But this third point that I'm making here is, you know, the Emperor has no clothes. There's, <laughs> There's Clemson no... has been like, uh, you know, Clemson's whole thing is done, right? The mystique is over. They just yeah. got shit on for all season. And they still finished 10-3, and three, like, good uh-huh. for them, but... Yeah. Um, it sucks. <laughs> the ACC is terrible. Like Cristobal is not a serious coach. Uh, Florida State's gonna blow. Norvell's like just an average. He's gonna go seven and seven for. He's gonna find a way to go seven and seven, which is I think only MAC teams do. He's gonna uh, win. He's gonna, the, get... he's gonna win the conference at six and six, and then lose the bowl game. Yes. <laughs> he's pulling. He's going Matt Campbell mode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't even know where we got here. Oh, all I was going to say is Keaton Slovis gets some yards. <laughs> if, you, if you count it up here, Jordan Addison had eight touches for 142 yards. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. He's a freak. Yeah. I mean, if you're Jordan Addison, 
like brother go somewhere else sell high no get out of here what do you mean get out of here you think they're gonna they're gonna just bring in whatever oc keaton slovis wants to run the air raid for a year and he's gonna have you know 1900 yards receiving do you watch what drake london did before he got hurt that's what's gonna happen for jordan addison i don't think that they are gonna do that i'm gonna guess that pat narduzzi is gonna make a bad stupid hire because that's all he's ever done on offense i don't know we're we're talking about the man who hired mark whipple (laughs) mark whipple just got them to an acc title game at orange bowl no he did not peach bowl whatever kenny pickett did that kenny pickett said he was going to transfer out of pit this year if mark whipple wasn't the oc yeah, a lot of players love Kerry Combs as a coach as well. It, it is not necessarily the best <laughs> indicator of coaching ability. Uh, well, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I have no no comments on that front. Anyway. Oh, look, anyway, this game was stupid. Pitt's, Pitt's an idiot <laughs> program. Um, just a, <laughs> anyway, there, just Pitt, a deep one. Yeah, Pitt sucks. They're going to win the ACC for the next 10 years. Uh, that's pretty much where I'm at, yeah. <laughs> Deeply unserious football I, program. I would like the record to show that I do not believe that Clemson is in fact dead. And please do not put that on me when we uh, when we get clipped <laughs> next year. I don't believe that. <laughs> I'm literally just tweeting as the DJ right now. I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. All right, uh, Fiesta Bowl, Oklahoma State, thirty-seven, Notre Dame, thirty-five. Speaking of unserious programs. Um, Notre Dame blows a 28-7 to lead that it had with 1 minute and 16 seconds left in the second quarter, uh, falls to an Oklahoma State team without its defensive coordinator, and then immediately hires someone who has never coached before to be a GA. Awesome. Hmm. Really good couple of, <laughs> really good couple of days for Notre Dame to blow I this. Know. I mean, who cares about well, – well, hold on. What do you care about the GA thing? Oh, I just think most GAs. No, I just think it's very funny. I think it's very funny to hire James Laurinaitis, who was a shitty linebacker, and now he's your your GA for linebackers. You don't need to do that. He was a shitty linebacker. He was like a three time All American. Sean Wade was an All American, brother. James Laurinaitis is a good. You you are if you think James. Okay, look, Patrick. I let a lot of things slide in this podcast. If you think James Laurinaitis was a bad linebacker, you're out of your fucking mind. He was a television linebacker. He was always on your television, and so he thought he was really good. Television linebacker. Oh my god. I don't know what to tell you. You're you're a lunatic. He's on the screen. He's on the screen. I'm doing the soy face at the screen. He's on the screen. There he is. (laughs) You need professional help. That's what I'm telling you right now. Oh, man. We do love a rich man's tough Borland. Anyway, um, Oklahoma State comes from behind here. I I was pretty impressed with what Spencer Sanders did in the second half of this game, um, which is the first time I've ever said that about Spencer Sanders for any reason. Um, 17 carries for 125 yards along with 371 passing yards, four touchdowns. Uh, I guess impressive come from behind win for Oklahoma State. Very bad loss for, for Notre Dame. I don't know how Notre Dame managed to pull this one out. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's it's. I mean, and also, did you see Bill Connolly's post game win expectancy here? I did. Uh, it, it was like eighty three percent chance that Oklahoma State would win. Yeah. Um, which just I think wild. means uh, there there was some just sickening stuff happening about the game for Notre Dame. Um, they were like brought back into that game with that stupid fumble by Oklahoma State. Uh-huh. Does that recall correctly? Um, Oklahoma State was about to go up ten uh, with like a few minutes to go, and then. Yeah. What was it with uh like less than five minutes ago in the fourth quarter and they fumbled into the end zone and became a touchback and that didn't end up impacting the game as much as I thought it would but I mean it's a it's a, a touchdown that would have happened for Oklahoma State to still a game that didn't happen and just extended the game a little further. Um, Notre Dame sucks, man. I don't know. Uh, 
they have a great O line, except friend of the you know, friend of the podcast, Rob Hainsey. He's great. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> uh, Notre Dame always has a good offensive line, but they just fired their O line coach. Um they don't have anything at quarterback as far as I can tell. Uh Kyron Williams is gonna be gone for the NFL draft. So good luck on the rest of it. Marcus Freeman, Marcus Freeman's team recruit. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's good. Good luck. <laughs> Who's the? They have that. Uh, they have that. That Buckner kid at quarterback, right? Oh yeah, he's a bomb. Okay. Well, <laughs> the good news is that there are 450 quarterbacks in the transfer portal. Yeah. Well, they haven't they all signed? <laughs> I guess. I, I, I guess Connor Bazewack's still out there. Yeah. So I think Grant Wells just went in. Um, Caleb Williams, who we haven't talked about, I'm guessing is going to Georgia, but he is still in there. Um, That's insane. If he, what is right? he thinking if he goes Dude, to Georgia? I saw a tweet yesterday from I think it was Dane Brugler. Let me see if I can find the exact tweet because it was it was fucking insane. I felt like I was going crazy reading this post. Um, but he mentioned he was talking. Why wouldn't he just go to USC? How is everyone not putting that together? Because, <laughs> right? Because of Jackson Dart. Like, is Jackson Dart really going to keep Caleb Williams away? I don't know. I don't remember who it was that tweeted it. It wasn't. Dan Neither of them's Brugler. good, actually. The it more was, I think about it, I think both those guys suck. <laughs> it, it was not. It wasn't Dane Brugler, but it was somebody tweeted something along the lines of like, "Would be really fascinated to see him in Georgia's scheme." Why? What scheme? What? <laughs> what are you talking yeah. about? Uh, <laughs> that, that Georgia scheme running the football. All, yeah, yeah running Georgia that scheme. Two thousand eleven Urban Meyer offense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Caleb have... Williams is Tim Tebow, except worse. No, come on. I don't know about all that. Uh-huh. Think about it. <laughs> Search your heart. You know it to be true. I don't know about all that. I think Caleb Williams is good. I think he's going to be good wherever he lands. I'm guessing he's going to land at Georgia. Um, he's not a pro quarterback. What is he, like five foot eight? Uh, yeah, he's like <laughs> he has a very funny body type. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess uh, he I, – I guess he – I. Man, I don't think like because like the other schools on the list that that were being talked about, you've got like Ole Miss, Oregon, Penn State, uh, USC, Georgia, you know Oklahoma. You're you're looking at some of these schools, and it's like if you're a quarterback, man, I get that you're going to put up stats if you go to Ole Miss. I think you're a crazy person as a quarterback if you go to Ole Miss. I think that's an insane decision because why would you? <laughs> why no nobody's going to draft you? You run one play, bro. You just run RPOs. And I, I think that there's a couple of schools on his list. I guess we'll see like, like what happens where I, I want to see where Matt Corral goes. I don't know. Like uh, this is such a quarter, a terrible quarterback class that Corral could just go in the first round. Right. I guess I have not seen a whole lot of that. But also they kind of just wanted one play at Alabama too. And all those quarterbacks get drafted. Yeah. There, there's, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess two of them have, right. I don't know. Uh, if, I it's going to be three, right? Bryce Young's going to get drafted. Well, yeah, but I, I think Bryce Young is is somewhere approaching actually good. Um, whereas he's worth. I don't think he's better than Tua in college. Mm, mm, I don't know about all that, um, but I I do think that there's there's something to be said for any anyway. Regardless, uh, Caleb Williams is transferring likely to Georgia. He will not make Georgia any better because of Georgia, not because of him. It is this is a Georgia issue and not a Caleb Williams issue. Uh, I guess I, I wish him the best in his foolhardy journey to try and fix Georgia's offense. Folks can't Insane. be fixed. Can't be know. fixed. They want it like this. They like it. <laughs> they think it's good. This is a grown man who thinks he wants to go play for Todd Bunkin. Uh, grow up. Insane. Dude. Grow up, dude. Come grow on. up. <laughs> Get real.
Let's talk about a good program. How about fucking Baylor, huh? These guys are cool. Yeah, sure. 21, Ole Miss 7. Uh, Baylor wins the Sugar Bowl. Ole Miss had nothing going on here. It was without without Matt nope. Corral for much of the game. After Mike Farrell, yeah, as soon uh, as Corral got hurt, yeah, it was after done. Mike yeah. Farrell murdered him uh, <laughs> by, by tweeting out oh, how much man. he loves that he's playing, and then on you, the next you play, his he last does. name is you it Farrell? His last name Farrell, like he's a fucking music producer, is, is very funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I don't know if it's Farrell or Farrell. Um, it's Farrell. Farrell. Mike okay, Mike Farrell, Farrell uh, tweeting out that he loves. My, how about how about this? How about it's that video of of, uh, of Farrell like meeting uh, mm-hmm. uh, who's the woman who sings Alaska? Um, you know what I'm talking about? No, you know that lady, Maggie Rogers. Uh, look this video up after the podcast. <laughs> you know Farrell's doing the you know music tutoring of Maggie Rogers, except it's Mike Farrell and he's wearing a hoodie and he... yeah, Mike Mike Farrell. And he's got, he's got he the, looks like Mike Farrell. He's got the really big hat on. Do we like that? Is that something? Is that anything? Uh, <laughs> anyway, it's it's Mike Farrell, and he's like wearing like the 2009 like style of fashion that uh, Farrell wore, like where it was the like bright neon pink hoodies, and he was wearing the sun of shades with Kanye, and yeah. uh, he still looks the exact same as he does now in age. Yeah, he's doing a 2009 style interaction. Um, yeah, and, skateboard pee, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Baylor completed seven passes in a game that it won easily, and I just I think that's very funny. Good for them, Mike Mike Farrell. <laughs> <laughs> Unreal. Um, this defense, this Baylor defense, rocks. Yep. Um, yeah, Ron they're, Roberts they're and, and Dave Aranda are really cool. I, th- I think you just said this. I was kind of just still laughing at Mike Farrell, but forty passing yards for Baylor. Mm-hmm. Um, don't, they don't need them. I'm good. <laughs> I'll, I'll pass. I'm not. I, I don't. I don't want it. If this this is another team that the Baylor is just like Georgia light, right? Like you know what I mean. They're just except they can Texan bap. Except they can actually run the ball, which is helpful. I would say they have a player who can run the ball. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I don't know if they as a as an yeah, offense can run the ball. one in the same. The if you Abram Smith running the ball is just as valuable as being able to run the ball because they they accomplish the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All well, right. all right. <laughs> uh, I, I just lost interest in Baylor. <laughs> uh, Never mind. They're cool. I don't know. I like Dave Aranda. Uh, I have I have nothing else to uh, to say about Baylor's team. Let's get to the interesting game. The one that was the only game of the entire. Uh, Tired New Year's six. That was good. That's right. The Citrus Bowl, Kentucky twenty, Iowa seventeen. Um, <laughs> Mark Stoops, folks, he just keeps on rolling. Chris Rodriguez with the exact same stat line that he has had literally for the entire season and for his entire career. Spencer Petras, he's a problem. He's a bucket. He's throwing an interception on the final drive of the game for the fifteenth time this season. <laughs> Um, okay, so <laughs> do you actually want to say just four? Are we gonna are we gonna wrap this no, up? I don't give it's a shit. The, uh... let's, let's do the road. <laughs> okay, um, Ohio game... State forty eight, Utah forty five. This game rocks. Um, this was cool. I liked this. Yeah, so here's where I'm at. Right, I enjoyed it as a football game. Okay, as a football game, it was cool. Um, no need for this to ever happen again. No need for a game like this. Just, just deeply embarrassing. You give up forty-five points to Utah. Mm-hmm. Utah yeah. runs, still runs the offense from the guy you fired three years ago, who and his offense was not cool for three years before that. Oh, I would put it even beyond. There, I'd put it even behind that. I, I, I'd say it's there, it's a ways older than that. Even this is a two thousand eight style offense. Yeah, and you're losing to the the Mormon man with big calves because yeah. you don't know how to stop it. You can't figure out how to stop an offense from, you know, almost 20 years ago, dude. 
Yeah. Ohio State was, was Court Williams murdering Cam Rising away from losing this game. Um, which, uh, it's cool, and we like it. I think it's good. I, I, I did have... It was a, a great football game. Yeah. Look, I, I sound like a fucking grouch here. It's a great football game. That's cool. Like, if you watch Ohio State, if you're a not Ohio State fan listen to this podcast, you just watch football to be entertained or have fun. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> That's not me, brother. I watch football with a sick addiction, and I demand comfortable wins in all situations. Yeah. The only the only teams that Ohio State should be close against are like, you know, Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, mm-hmm. Oklahoma, LSU. LSU. Um, not fucking Utah. Yeah, LSU were pretty cool enough. A&M maybe. Um, <laughs> the New, the New England know, Patriots, the Steelers, the yeah, Eagles. <laughs> if you recruit, if you recruit top ten talent, uh, you should you're able to play close to Ohio State. If you're playing a non top ten team, it's a moral and intellectual failing to let them come this close to winning. <laughs> you're a bad guy. Like if you're the coach of Ohio State and you take football this unseriously, <laughs> you're a bad guy. <laughs> that rocks that's so good <laughs> you're just showing up you don't want to play you're not you, you have no interest in being there <laughs> not serious you're, about it does it doesn't mean you're it. not serious about it yeah, it's not after the game you know, you're getting interviewed and you're saying hey coach like your your success rate on like on third and short and fourth and short the entire season was like you know about as good as fucking mains and the fcs or whatever it's about you know you had about you had about as good of a success rate as is as fucking utep um you know, how's that feel? You're like, well, we there more than offense in the country. Fuck you. Suck my dick. Mm-hmm. You get personally offended that the local media doesn't, you know, give you a pat in the back after the game. Which they Shut do. Shut the fuck I mean, up. That's the fun thing. They, all, they do. Almost they all always do. do. Yeah. Just, but if one of them asks a question, it's like, hey, you know, the running game, probably not perfect, right? Huh? Like you're, you know, your alleged superstar freshman running back runs into Lyman's backs constantly and tries to bounce every run outside. Uh, your big lumbering uh, tackles who can't play guard always miss on their pull blocks. Uh, and you can never run in short situations because no one on your team is strong or good at you know run blocking. Uh, is that a problem? And you're like, no, fuck you. We're number one in the country. Suck my dick. He pulls out a gun. It's a, it's <laughs> actually, it's, a gun. Yeah, just it's, the idea that maybe things aren't perfect uh, is it, just such an offensive suggestion. Yeah. And it, it is. It's a, it's a moral imperative that you support the Bucks 100% in everything that they do. Uh, if you're a member of the local media, <laughs> you have to do it. Especially if you're a media member. Yeah, yeah especially if you you're a media member. It. Yeah. And you also you have to do it even in games that they're not playing. You have to make sure that the Bucks are mentioned and that you establish that, oh they're, that they're good. Um, it's it's critical that you do that because if you don't... Come um, on. Like, I, I like a lot of these guys. Like <laughs> I, I do genuinely personally like them as people. They're, they're fun to hang out with. But if you watched Michigan get blown out in the uh, whatever bullshit bull game they played for the playoff, uh, yeah. whatever playoff game that was, uh, after they kick your ass, playing a team that just does the exact same thing they do, but better, and you think, oh, Ohio State was way better than this game, you're a fucking moron. You're stupid. <laughs> like, how could you possibly think that? Uh, it's fun because there are a lot of people who do. Like most, it seems. Most Ohio State fans are absolutely convinced that they would have beaten Georgia. <laughs> It's crazy. Uh, I do love to have that. Georgia is just better Michigan. We just saw them do what Michigan did to you. Yeah. I do. To them. It just happened. We just watched it. I love to have that just beamed straight into my skull every week is people with the most insane takes about football imaginable. Uh, Just like, oh, well, you know, I forgot about what happened in the last game. So I'm assuming that it would go better if I... (laughs) Had this exact same thing just, happen again. It's just such an annoying way to watch football of just like check the recruiting rankings and see who would win. Yeah. Uh, like if this team lost to this other team, that means the team ranked higher than them. 
the three rankings would have probably done better. And it's just such a reductive and annoying way to watch college football. Uh, look, Ohio State clearly proved in this game that they had uh, – they have – there's nothing to do about this. Ryan Day is an elite recruiter and developer. Quarterback talent, Ryan Hartline is an elite recruiter and developer of wide yeah, receiver this, talent. This offense is fucking uh, disgusting, especially when they move Jackson Smith and Jigbo around, which they should do all next season, and they should have done this season. This offense is completely unstoppable at passing the football. Yeah, you, you he's going to win the Blitnikoff. You, like, can't, it's great. you it's, can't cover that kid. You cannot cover him. No, he's he's unbelievable. I think like the only the only flaw in his game, it's not even really a flaw because he's like he's not six two, yeah. is that he doesn't really play above the rim. That's the only thing he doesn't do. And he's, even that he's still pretty good at. He still wins contested balls. And, and he like, just like I don't know that he's like a four two guy. Like he's not blazing, blazing fast. Sure. He's really fucking fast, but he's not he's not like Jamison Williams fast, but he's just open every single play. Like I love watching that kid play because he's just always open. Every single time Wait, he runs around, he just open. has such a feel for like how to sit in a zone too. Yeah. Like that is such a, t- a skill that I know people yeah, talk you, about, but you like, can't run zone against him. You cannot run zone right. against this guy. And you can't cover him one-on-one either. So you <laughs> have to run brackets against them every, like, what do you, I don't know what yeah. you do. Which is uh, especially what makes it so like, well, I don't know why they didn't do this all year. When you put him in the backfield, you can't do that. You can't, <laughs> you can't really bracket yeah. it. And you have to move an outside cornerback into the box, which you don't want to do. It's just this, he is, there are very few receivers who can do what he does. Right. And I mean, yeah, look, JSN's going to win the Blitnikoff. Uh, CJ Stroud will be a Heisman finalist again. Maybe he'll win it. Uh, they're going to throw the ball for a lot of passing yards. Um, but I don't think Ohio State answered any questions this game. Like, they're, <laughs> this is the exact team they were all season. Uh, they just didn't quit like they do in the other games, right? The only thing they changed is not quitting in this game, which is nice. That's cool. Like, it's nice to not quit, I guess. It's better than quitting. Yeah. Um, it's a funny time to do it. <laughs> this is the funny one. time to do it. Yeah, yeah we're, put, we're putting our foot down <laughs> because, bad, bad, bad <laughs> because because the Mario McCall uh, gave you a speech at halftime where he was like, "You guys aren't fucking blowing my last game." Like he didn't care about like his last game against Michigan or his you know <laughs> winning the Big Ten or the playoff. But <laughs> <laughs> they cared about not losing the Rose Bowl. Yeah, sure. I mean, what the whatever, dude. Like just. <laughs> it's you? something i guess it's something i don't know but like this defense is awful absolutely terrible um thank god i'll never have to watch this version of this defense again i do just i do thank myself for that i'll never have to see anyone who thinks it's like a classical high state game or go back and watch this rose bowl you're a sick little pervert if you want to go back and watch this game i don't know i thought it was cool i liked it I had oh, fun. this defense fucking sucks. No, the defense is terrible, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not here to get mad about that. I just thought it was fun to watch. I had a good time. Yeah, I mean, sure. Again, again, yeah, yeah, yeah. But people, people talking about, oh, Kate Stover. Oh, he's he's a problem. Dude. He's, he's different. He's, Tommy Eichenberg, huge growth. Dude, dude, tackles. The to- I feel like I'm going. This is another thing. I, I, it's a lot of me going crazy. This episode. There are a lot of people, and I, I'm sorry for getting so in in depth on Ohio State stuff here. Um, which we do every episode, but there are a lot of Ohio State <laughs> fans, for those of you who are not inundated with this, who have decided that now is the time for them to apologize to Tommy Eichenberg, uh, who th- who was really bad at the beginning of the season, and a lot of people talked about being bad. Uh, they've decided that now they have to, you know, mea culpa, oh, he's actually good. He's not, no, he No, no, he was bad. He still yeah. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he still sucks. I, uh, I don't understand. He had 17 tackles because they fucking ran at him every play because he sucks. Yeah, and I mean, like, he did have uh, – it's funny. I think the funniest part about this this whole game is that uh, 
his probably best single play in coverage was the one they scored the touchdown on him on. Like he was actually in good position in coverage on that touchdown, that yeah. route. That yeah, they, they it, was gave a, up. it was a beautiful throw. Beautiful throw. That's the only good coverage rep he's had all season. <laughs> they scored a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. That's dude. what we I'm call sorry, negative but... reinforcement, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he's a nice kid and all, and like, uh, you know, sure they can play him like in heavy looks whenever they're playing against you know, uh, Wisconsin, I guess, or Iowa that can't throw the football to save their lives. But uh, anything else, come on. Yeah. This guy can't play. Yeah. Yeah. But guess what? None of the other ones can either. They have a, they have like, when you, oh, dude, they have a bunch of guys who can't fucking play. They have like 10 scholarship players, all almost all of whom suck for two roster spots. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with that? I think it's cool. I like it. I think that the way that Ryan Day has managed his team and staff is very good and funny. I mean, the linebacker, it's just insane. Like, I think Steel Chambers might be okay. Um, it's funny they're just trying the same thing with Deontay the Triano. They're just going to start recruiting running backs by linebacker. That's cool. That's funny. They're running it back. Um, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're, gonna, they're trying to uh, hope lightning strikes twice with that one. Yeah. And by the way, the lightning, you know, Steel Chambers isn't even that good. Like, he's pretty good. He looked better than everyone else out there in the field. Mm-hmm. But he's not, like, a difference maker. He's not an all-Big Ten he's linebacker. He's fine. He's, he's all right. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. He's he's also, like, light. In the, I mean, he, he can't hop against the run because, you know, he hasn't played linebacker for, what, two seasons before this. Yeah. So he doesn't understand, you know, oh. he's not good at, like, leverage and shitting blocks. Those things take time to get better at again. Well, and, well, and don't now worry. they're just going to try that again with Trayon. Don't worry. Rather than teaching him how to do that, they're going to make him 240 pounds. Uh, and I think that'll right. probably... That's, that'll no, did him. you read that report? That yes. was, like, uh, one of the fucking insider nuggets, whatever, on one of the sites. They're trying Which, to very cool. like Very cool because he said it. It's not a nugget. He oh, he said, said it? That. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. That's, yeah, yeah. Maybe I just remember. I just... My brain is, you know... You're fine. Yeah. Broken. But... Um, Tommy Eichenberg already is that guy so we've just seen that and now they want uh, more of that yeah. uh, they're pretending the reason Cody Simon sucked is because his shoulder hurt that doesn't make you get lost in coverage I'm sorry you don't get lost in coverage because your shoulder hurts he you had, don't run into your own lineman's ass and let's your shoulder hurts he had a, that's he had not a, your problem the problem is that he's bad yeah he had uh, he had Baker Mayfield syndrome where his shoulder hurt and it made him forget how to play football yeah <laughs> at least Baker Mayfield has to use his shoulders for something like I don't know. Like Simon's problem was not missing tackles. That was not his issue this in this season. Yeah, uh, getting they there have Neotete them- who <laughs> just seems bad at everything. Right? They have that kid. Uh, he's not good. Uh, Mitchell Melton is injured every season. He'll eventually medically retired. Um, Reed Carrico never seen him once. He just seems to be in the witness protection program in this program. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about Chambers. Talk about Trayonum. Court Williams is clearly a linebacker. They're trying to play safety. No one knows why. He's obviously a linebacker. The linebackers suck. Just move to linebacker. Yeah. Uh, Cade Stover, clearly not a linebacker, but they're going to make him play linebacker. They're probably going to put him in that Leo role where he also won't play. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. They love this kid because he like. Did you hear his comments at the game where he was like, oh, "Can't wait to get out, can't wait to get out of California, get back to Ohio." Yes. Yeah. If that's your thought after the one good game you had in your career as an Ohio State Buckeye in the Rose Bowl, <laughs> shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> you fucking maga. <laughs> This guy, little chud freak. This guy played um, on on a field that wasn't falling apart for the first time all season. He's like, I got to get out of here. Yeah, see, I need to get back to the farm. Let's go, Brandon. Like, just, <laughs> just say, let's go, Brandon, the game, dude. Just what do you care? It, just, just yeah, just say it. <laughs> go uh, ahead. Just, he's got it fucking just written. On, get that. He's got it written on the eye black like he's Tim Tebow. <laughs> 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 he's trying to get like the uh the rural king nil money or something uh-huh. um <laughs> but 
Yeah, that guy sucks. Um, who else? They had someone else. They're going to move to linebacker, right? Uh, oh, CJ Hicks come in. I'm sure they'll make him bad somehow. Yeah, they'll ruin him. Even though he's great. It's time to kill uh, some of these Anyway, um, Rose Bowl was great. I had a great time. Uh, any of these other bowls stand out to you as, as being <laughs> worth talking about, or do you want to get out of here? The, I thought the Purdue-Tennessee one was fun. That was I, – I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching that. For listeners who don't know this, I have not watched football <laughs> except for the except for a couple games since uh, I watched the Cincinnati game. And I watched the Ohio State game, but besides that, I have not watched. Since After the we started 27th. the episode, complaining about people who don't watch football. Yeah, no, no. I, I actually now I'm looking at it. I haven't watched a game since Christmas. Uh, the twenty third, December twenty I mean, third. The, the bowl games, I don't, I don't blame you as much for. I think you're fine to not watch bowl games. Yeah. Oh, I've watched the NFL games, but yeah, I haven't watched the bowl games except those two since December 23rd yeah. uh, because I'm in Argentina uh, and I don't feel like sitting on my laptop upstairs or, or bring it. I don't know. I don't feel like trying to stream every game. Yeah. Um, it's a little annoying to do. So I'm just uh, not going to do it. I'm just going <laughs> to. Sure. Whatever. Uh, football's over now. I guess I'll, I'll probably watch national title game maybe. Um, but yeah, I'm down here for the next three months. So all of our podcasts are going to be international podcasts. There we forward. go. Yeah. Um, if you're flipping the field listener in Argentina or South America in general, uh, give me a shout out. <laughs> Let me know what's up. Right. Let's get out of here. You can, <laughs> you can follow the show on Twitter at Field Flipping. I'm at Patrick underscore Mayhorn. He's at B1G underscore Ryan. Uh, but you do have to fill out a visa if you want to follow him. Um, That's right. You can, uh, I don't know what else you can do. You can tell a friend about the show if you want, I guess. It's just flipping the field on all of the podcasts. I think you know how to do this mm-hmm. if you're an adult man. You can you can figure this out. Here, let's do this. No, no, no. Let's specifically ask them. Everyone tell one friend about flipping the field today uh-huh. everyone do that yeah. uh, all you go tell one friend from the field after the season's over it's funny like, the kind of person who listens to a college football podcast after the season ends is what we want yeah so we, tell that guy yeah we want some really sick individuals out here we want people who need to be put in a hospital we want people who are not the freaking sickos committee. we want people who are not safe to be around uh if you're a child or perhaps an animal or really any person at all we want just uh, i want truly unhinged people like the kind of guys that you see like out babbling on the street. That's what I want. I, <laughs> I'm i not talking about just baseline like, oh, I have imposter syndrome because I work as a graphic designer. and I don't want that. No, I want you to be seriously Patrick, mentally ill. Patrick wants listeners uh, who are like men between the ages of like 31 and 37 <laughs> who post screenshots of uh, Bridget Jones's diary on their Instagram uh-huh. and say like, oh, this is my favorite movie. I just wish I had someone I could watch it with. <laughs> That's that's the yeah. <laughs> if you know a person like that, that's the kind of guy Patrick wants. To I want to those guys who who the screenshots always get posted of where they send a text to a woman in like August and it yeah. doesn't get any response, and then four months later they send a text and it doesn't get any response. Four months later they send it. I want those guys. I want guys who just never give up. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> those, those are the funniest to me too especially when it's like a regular thing where it's like it's ever it's the same interval every time yeah. those are the funniest ones yeah. it's like it's they timer. have like a list of women they haven't texted in a while it's got a timer <laughs> right. no, i sent the calendar for three months from now i get a <laughs> notification oh text this lady <laughs> try again <laughs> uh biologically we know that women's brains reset every 90 days <laughs> could you could you have met guy who does that at the exact same time every like 30 days or something like it's <laughs> 7 30 p.m on the dot the guy who's like paying paying like a uh, a communications api like <laughs> like a, for a corporate account it's in an automated messages <laughs> to all the women that he knows <laughs> that's anyway that's who we want and if you have that api please uh please let ryan know because he's he's in need <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> that's right um <laughs> you know if you have any tips <laughs> I'm, I'm actually gonna stop right there i don't all i right. don't want to i don't want to make any more jokes <laughs> all right anyway see you guys next time all right bye <laughs>